first thing. It's not just a spiritual thing. The fasting is, 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 is well known throughout the world. It's something that's very good and healthy for your body to do. Now, I didn't say that your body is going to be voting yes to what you're doing. Okay, it's not. But I think what a fast will do for all of us as we get into some of these things, it's going to let you know some of the things that you really probably are too affectionate with that's got a hold on you. And why does God want us to release things that's got a hold on us? Because what's holding you means He's not holding you. So the more that's got a hold of you, the less He's got a hold of you. And where are you safest? In His arms. In His, in his uh, presence. So don't look at this fast as, as a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Be happy. Be happy, okay? And don't let your fast be competitive with other people. Everybody is on a different wavelength. Everybody will do different things. It's between you and God, not between you and the church. We're not going to be checking your fasting credentials as you hit the door next Sunday. Okay, we need to read out what you said you was going to do. Did you do it? No, 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 it ain't about that. Okay, it's a personal thing. All right? Just like Jesus going to the cross, he took God from behind the veil to where we didn't have to go to a priest anymore, and he made God personal. So this is all a personal thing, but I believe if you'll engage, I believe you're going to actually get something out of it. Many of y'all might have received, who receives the text in church? Okay, or I guess should have said, who don't receive it? Okay, if you would be interested in receiving it, which I think we have four here, which that's, I think it's so important. If you'd be interested in receiving the text in church, I like to text messages out every now and then, kind of let you know what we're doing in the church um, and, and, and so forth. So if you'd like to be a part of that, just go ahead and put your name and number on, the, on one of these little connect cards and drop it in the offering box, and I'll add you to that, and that way you can kind of stay up with the flow of everything. But as you came in today, you probably seen that we didn't have no coffee. We didn't have no tea, Okay. That is not saying that we're not going to have coffee and tea. It's not saying that we're against coffee and tea, okay? We, we love coffee. We love tea, okay? And you can bring your gallon coffee here all day long. Ain't nobody going to judge nobody, okay? I just had it in my heart for us as a church to lay aside three weeks, three weeks of anything that would be pleasurable as, as pertaining to our bodies, okay? So we're going to have water there. It's three weeks, guys. If you came in today and you got ticked off because there was no coffee there, we might know what you need to work on. Okay? We're not saying we don't agree with coffee. We are all about coffee. We're all about food. We're all about watching TV, movies, whatever. Okay? We're not against none of that. We're just trying to, as a church, what I felt in my heart as a church, for us to not focus on anything other than when we come to church, I want us to focus on Jesus Christ. Period. Okay? And I think we can do that. I went to a church for almost 25 years, and we never had coffee. And I'm still saved. Hallelujah. I'm loving Jesus. So, guys, don't, this, it's just a season, okay? And then we'll be out of this season, and then we're going to be kicking, okay? We're going to be going. But I just want us, because I feel like the Lord is wanting to do something with this body of believers. And He needs our full attention. He needs our full attention. There's people in this room that you need a breakthrough like you've never had before in your life. There's people in this room that you're tired of the status quo. There's people in this room that have not experienced God beyond their first experience of salvation. We serve a God. We serve a God that's way bigger than a Sunday morning service. And we serve a God that wants to get in your lives. And He wants to get in your stuff. He wants to help you in life. But I'm telling you, if we don't learn to cut some things out of our life, 
we can become our own problem. Friend, I really believe this with all my heart, that our number one problem in our life is us. What we eat, what we drink, what we watch, what we partake of. I'm telling you guys, our bodies need to be arrested and thrown in jail. Our soul needs to be arrested and thrown in jail for a few weeks. Our spirit man is starving. It needs to be fed. It needs to be given some attention to. And God has things that He wants to download into us in this season, not just as a church. Because I'm not just concerned about the church. This building is a building. You are the church. And I want to see you on top of the mountain. But how many of you know if you've ever climbed Stone Mountain? Has anybody ever climbed Stone Mountain? Is it easy? No, it ain't easy. And if you say it is easy, it ain't easy. You're lying, okay? It ain't easy. And when you get to the last bit of it, there's that real steep. I mean, there's like a real steep thing. They got a handrail there. You got to really work to get to the top of the mountain. Well, if that mountain seems easy to you, what about Mount Everest? Okay, is that an easy climb for people? No. Is there people still on the mountain, frozen and dead, they can't even go get them? Yeah. If you can interview them and ask them, hey, bro, how was it? How'd it go? Was it good? No. Climbing the mountain is going to be a challenge. But how many of you know that when you get to the top of the mountain, whoo, hallelujah, you can begin to see things and the, and the, the, the resistance and the restraint is behind you. Now you are free. You made it. That's what this journey is going to be like the next 21 days. What you put in is what you'll get out. Some of y'all may have come in here with a certain way you was going to do 21 days. I believe some of you guys are going to reanalyze what you're going to do after this message. Because I'm telling you something, guys. For too long, our heads and our bodies have been running our lives. Amen. And God wants to try to realign some things. So this, this series is going to be about us focusing on others this year instead of focusing on us as much. And today I want to begin by talking about prayer and fasting because a lot of people don't know about prayer and fasting. Some people, you know, have a little bit of insight because if you're like me, man, I didn't come from a church that we did this. I didn't even know there was such a thing as, you know, fasting with a corporate body of believers until I heard Jensen Franklin talk about it. And so me and her, I think it was 2011, that was the first time we ever did do something like that. We joined in with their church. But, but the church I was part of, it's not that we didn't preach on it. We just never really did it, okay? We never really challenged each other to do stuff like that. So, and I've seen the fruits of fasting, both physically and spiritually, and it's, it's life-changing. But the question I want you to ask yourself as we go through this, real simple, Okay? How much of God do you want in your life? Simple. Okay, we start the new year and we think about certain things, additives, what we're going to add, maybe things we're going to take away. Okay, but how much of God do you really want in your life? That's the question I want each one of you guys to ask. And then just kind of reflect a little bit on how your life looks today and how you would like for it to look this time next year. Is there things in your life that you think would be better if they changed? 
whether it's financially, spiritually, physically, whatever the case may be. You don't have to stay where you are. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. The fact is you're still here. You're living. You're breathing. The fact is, is we can hit the reset button and watch God do some miraculous things in our lives, in our families. But guys, it starts with us. It starts with us. So how much of God do you want in your life? You know, when we pray and fast, it changes us in many ways. Number one, we grow closer to God. It increases our spiritual awareness and it unclogs the waste in our lives. See, the thing about it, in the Bible, if you read the Bible and you look at all the times that they fast, and trust me, I have I feasted on it for a while this particular week, you know. Most of the time when they fasted, what did they fast? Food. Food. Okay? Then did that mean that they, had, they didn't have other forms of entertainment? Does that mean that they just sat around and the only entertainment they had was food? No, 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 no. Man, they had Olympic games. They had all kinds of stuff going on in their day. Just because we got, the, you know, the iPhone or the, you know, computer don't mean that we are some super beings that, you know, uh, only ones that's got entertainment is us. No, they had entertainment in that day too. But some of the things that they would fast in that day, it would be, it would be food. And the reason why, guys, <clears throat> I believe more than anything is God has built within our bodies uh, a self-cleaning system. Okay, just like you ever heard of the self-cleaning stove. I don't know how that works. I mean, I know you just shut it and you push a button and it's supposed to clean. I've never figured that out. But our human bodies get clogged down by the food we eat in this world. Okay? And y'all know that to be true. Okay? We, we don't eat healthy in America. Whew. This is definitely a popular message. Hallelujah. And I'm right there with you guys. We don't. There's times that the food we eat causes us to be tired, causes us to be sluggish, we're not focused. We don't have no energy. So what do we do? We go buy energy drinks to try to compensate for what the natural body is designed to give out anyway is energy because it's been clogged down by all the bad food. We're trying to put stuff in it to kind of bypass the nasty food and give us some energy. And it works temporarily, but it don't, feel, it, don't, it don't do it. But I'm telling you, like I said earlier, our number one problem is ourselves. And I believe the number one enemy is what we eat, what we drink, and what we do. God's called us to run a race. And when you run a race, you've got to be healthy. And God don't want us to forsake the physical side of us. He wants us to be in shape to do what He's called us to do. He don't want us laid up in the hospital. He don't want us to have diabetes. He don't want us to have these kind of things. Why? Because it hinders us from running the race He's got for us. But how many of you know that these things are going to happen in our lives if we don't take control of our life? That's what fasting can do. It can help us do that. It's kind of like, you know, your pipes not being clean. It's like, what do you do when your pipes are not clean at home? You know, like I've had some here lately and I didn't use Drano. Man, I went and got some, supposed to be just clean it out real quick. But it just, every time I'd run my sink water, it'd back up. What's that telling me? There's a clog there. That water's not able to flow. Well, in our own personal lives, our lives, you know, uh, because of our bodies getting so clogged up with, with food and, and, and things that just don't digest and go through us right, it stays in there and it just kind of contaminates us to where we're not able to focus and do some things. And just like that Drano wants to kind of clean those pipes and clean those pipes where that water can flow, okay, and be clear, that's what God is wanting to do in this 21 days. He's wanting us to get our communication cleared up to where when we're talking to Him, we're hearing Him and we don't have all these distractions going on. 
I mean, a lot of the, the people that, you know, uh, have uh, disorders and, and they deal with, you know, schizophrenia and stuff like that, it's a medical, uh, it's a chemical imbalance that happens. Well, how does that chemical imbalance get initiated, whatever? How does it get kicked off? By what we eat, by what we drink. Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. <laughs> Listen, I'm preaching to me too, okay, guys? But I can't be a pastor that's just concerned about you spiritually. If I'm going to be a truly a person that loves you and cares about you, well, then I'm going to care about your whole body, your whole life. And I know this is not a popular deal. And you don't get, I guarantee if I was throwing donuts out and popcorn and then candy and all that kind of stuff, woo, we'd be excited. But at the end of the day, we have a race to run. And in 2019 is the continuation of the race for Revolution Church and us as individuals. And if we're going to be able to run this race and be effective, then we're going to have to get some things in order. Not just physically, mentally. I mean, our souls drag us down just like our bodies do. Amen. Hallelujah. Some things in our lives will not change except we pray and fast. Do you know if you want your 2019 to be different than your 2018, did you know you're going to have to change something? It won't automatically happen. You have people that year after year after year expect something different, but don't change nothing. And how many of you know that more of God in your life is going to cause your year to be better? Amen. It's not going to cause your year to be worse. Amen. So as we go through this message, lean in and let the Holy Spirit talk to you and don't think it's the devil. It ain't the devil talking to you today, okay? He ain't in the house. But there's going to be some things that the Holy Spirit is going to whisper to you guys. Because as a church, the next 21 days, I don't want there to be much activity at all going on with any of us. I want us to look for ways that we can cut down the busy schedule. We want to cut down on these things. Why? We want to be able to turn our focus on Him. That means if you're at home and you're watching TV too, all the time, replace that with worship. Replace that with some time in the Word. We want to, as a church, to focus on God. What would life look like? What would next Sunday look like if we took the next seven days and we said, Body, soul, you're in jail, and I got the keys, and you'll come out when I tell you to. Now, you have to make that determination. What would this community look like if we declared that in our lives and we said no more? Our spirit is going to grow and get big and get strong. I'm telling you, our lives will never be the same. Another thing that I want to encourage, everybody get rest. Use this time as a time that you get rest, a 21-day sabbatical. You know, and, and don't feel like, you know, you have to do 21 days of total, no food or a Daniel diet. Maybe you, the Lord would breathe on you and say, hey, I want you to do three days. Do three days out of this 21 that's just intense, whichever three days, or, or one day, whatever the case may be. But watch your life change. But if you do do that one day or three days, let the 21 days be the framework which you keep everything in here about God. I'm going to be working Monday through Friday like everybody in this room, okay? I work in construction, which is a very heavy um, industrial job that I have. I have to pick up heavy things. I have to do heavy stuff. I'm out in the cold. Did you know when you're out in the cold, your body burns more energy because it's trying to keep you warm? So I'm going to be out in the cold right now at 65, so that's kind of good. Everybody wants to be outside now, but it may change next week, amen? It could be 20. I'll be out there working just like everybody else. 
But I see the end. I see a goal. I see my life more on fire for God in 21 days than today. I may not be able to tell you what all is going to happen. But I can tell you it's going to be good. I can tell you it's going to be something that I'm going to admire and cherish over the next year because I laid aside some time. Your flesh, your soul is already nervous just because I'm talking. I'm telling you, man, your body don't want to hear diet. Mm-mm. That's why it only lasts a week sometimes. I'm going on a diet. I'm not going to eat this no more. And then you work. Somebody walks in, invites you out to a restaurant. You said no three times, but, man, they're going somewhere. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go. Or you'll say, I'll go and just drink water and eat something healthy. Man, that's the, that's the biggest mistake you ever made. <laughs> By the time you sit down, that menu, you ain't looking at that healthy menu. You're looking at me in your eyes. Woo! That's looking good, Okay. I'm telling you, man, we got to lean in and be willing to change some things. So I'm going to share a story in the Bible in Matthew 17. Let's look at this story in the Bible. And we're just going to take a little journey and learn a little bit about prayer and fasting real quick. Matthew 17, verse 14. And this is Jesus and his disciples. He says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus said, Jesus answered and said to him, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring, here, bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. I see two things in this story right here as we begin uh, this story. We see two things to where Jesus comes. And see, one thing to note, guys, is this right here. Evidently, the disciples had been known for doing the same things Jesus had been doing or they would have never brought him to the disciples because Jesus had anointed the disciples and he commissioned them out to go and do what he did, lay hands on the sick, preach the kingdom of God. He, they had the same power working in them, okay? This is a teaching moment for you. It's a teaching moment for them. They, this, this man brought his son there and the disciples could do nothing. So Jesus just came down from a mountain with God, with uh, James and John. So he's fired up like Brandon was this morning. You know, he's fired up. He just came down from the mountain. He was at a, him and Corey were at a, a convention this week and they were just fired up hearing the word of God. And I love it. I love it. I, I just lean into it. Ah, give me some more. I love it when I see people on fire. But Jesus came down and this is getting ready to be a teaching moment for all of us. But two things that I see that I want us to point out when he said faithless and perverse generation. And this is where we're at. He was talking to a generation just like he'd be talking to a generation today. Faithless, the word faithless here, I believe, is meaning not connected to God. It's not connected to God. And perverse means you're too connected to the world. So what we have here is a connection problem. This is what Jesus is trying to bring about. That we have a connection problem. We're faithless means we're not connected to God. Because I'm going to tell you something. Anybody in this room, there's been times that you have just been so moved by God. I mean, man, I'm telling you, you're so knowing God's going to take care of you. You've heard message. You've been touched. You've been changed. You've been energized. And I'm telling you, man, you are ready to go. And you believe God's there. But, man, when you pull away from church, you pull away from the Bible, it's amazing how you begin to start questioning things. You know what I'm saying? You become faithless. Your faith is less. We're not connected to God that much anymore. And the other one is perverse. We're too connected to the world. And I think that's where we are as a society. I'm not saying that you're there. I mean, guys, you might be doing all the things that you're supposed to do. And I'm glad. I'm not in that boat. 
There's times I get too connected to the world. There's times that I'm not connected to God. You want me say it in Japanese? <laughs> There's things in life I have to readjust myself every single year, sometimes multiple times during the year, just like you do. Why? I live in a world that is pulling at me just like it's pulling at y'all. So there's times I'm perverse. I'm too connected to the world. That don't mean I'm going to hell. It just means I've kind of let some things go. I've pulled away from God and I've got a, a focused on uh, the world too much. Well, Jesus not only identifies the problem, He gives us the solution to the problems. He helps us out. He don't leave us hanging. So in Matthew 17... 19 continues the story. It says, Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Ain't that a good question? I mean, that's the right question. How about us as followers of Christ? You praying for something. It ain't working. Things in your life ain't going the way that you want them to go. Instead of just ignoring it, why don't you just go to God and say, Hey, why ain't this doing what it's supposed to be doing? Why ain't it working? These disciples were very smart. They wanted the answer of why it wouldn't work. We sometimes as Christians, we don't want the answer. We just go, well, maybe God sees in control and, and maybe he just don't want to do it. That ain't the approach they had. They said, whoa, we got to figure this out because we don't want to face this again. So he asked the question, why couldn't we do it? So Jesus said to them, just like he'll say to you when you ask him a question, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, move from here and there, and it would move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by what? Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. That means that demon wasn't coming out of that boy, except somebody came up that had been praying and fasting. Could it be that there's situations in our life that we've been praying about? Maybe it's a loved one not serving God. Maybe it's a job you need. Maybe it's debt that needs to be removed. Maybe it's some addictions you might have. Maybe there's just some things in our lives that, yeah, prayer's not moving it. You've been praying about it year after year after year and ain't nothing changing. Could it be that Jesus would say, hey, except you pray and fast, ain't nothing going to change? Could it be that could be the case? But see, in America, we don't really buy into that as much as they do in the Eastern culture. They understand this right here. Even world religions that are not Christianity, okay? I mean, you got Muslim religions that they got what they call a Ramadan. I think the month of Ramadan, I believe it is. And that whole month, they dedicate to fasting. Okay? I mean, so there's, there's other religions that they know this to be true. It connects you with the spiritual world. You have more of a sensitivity. You have an awareness. Your mind begins to get clearer. You begin to start seeing things different. I mean, I've talked to Brandon, and he's done the social media fast before. And I've done it to a, to a, to a great degree sometimes too. But man, it's just a, and it, one of the things he'll say is, man, I just I feel so more clear-headed. I feel so more clear-headed. I mean, it's like your mind gets clear. Because all that stuff is designed to get your attention off of who? God. Now, they're not going to advertise that, by no means. But all this stuff initially is trying to drag us away from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So, prayer and fasting. Let's look at what prayer does. Prayer does what? Connects you to God. Prayer connects you to God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. 
So when we pray, we're getting connected to God, and that's something we should be doing all the time. You know, that's something you can do riding down the road, at work. You know, you should be praying in an attitude of prayer all the time. You're just kind of connecting with God, acknowledging Him. Fasting disconnects you from the world. And I'm going to tell you something. This is where the problem starts to arise, is when we disconnect from the world. It's just something on the other side of that disconnection that don't want to let you go. It's trying to pull you. And sometimes you'll be mad. You'll be angry. <laughs> you'll say things that you, you don't normally say. Why? You know what's happening? You're having a pull going on, a struggle. And that's okay. Battle with it. Get on the other side of that. Because that won't last long. I promise you. You keep feeding your spirit. <laughs> oh, yeah. The spirit's going to win. And then you're going to feel free. And that's the goal of this whole 21-day fast. It's for us to be people that are free and not in bondage to food, not in bondage to social media. I mean, the minute you say, I can't do without, you've just identified something you need to work on in 2019. I'm not saying now. You may not be ready right now. I'm saying that you need to write that down because that could be something that you need to work on in 2019. Well, I'm going to do this, but I can't do that. There's just no way I can give that up. <laughs> wow. You know, I know why that is so true. I've said it. <laughs> I've said it multiple times. You know what I'm saying? So if you're just getting started with this, you know, be, take baby steps. I mean, there's people that are different levels. I'm doing a fast this time that I wouldn't have done five years ago. I couldn't have done it. So I'm not trying to push anybody to do anything, okay? This is not a comparison. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. I don't want you to tell me what you're doing. I just want us to get the results from it at the end. Can we all do that? That's what we're after. We want to see some change happen in our life. And you have to determine within yourself, what are you willing to get rid of? What are you willing to disconnect from? Because if we want to see the things the church is supposed to be seeing on a daily basis, we're going to have to connect to God and we're going to have to disconnect from the world. And prayer is a connection to God. But you have to go a little bit further sometimes. And this is the part where people just don't like. But I want to let you know that it will not put you in bondage. It will actually set you free Amen. if we do this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you pray and fast, we experience God in a way that will change our life, situation, and circumstances. This act of obedience to God will bring a spiritual release and His favor in our life. God has set it up this way. I did not set it up this way. There's just certain things in your life and my life that are not going to happen unless we fast. It's just not going to happen. And I believe the big reason why is God wants your full attention. And is that too much to ask? I mean, really? The God of the universe that wants more for you and better for you than anybody else ever? I mean, I know my wife, she loves it when I give her my full attention, which ain't near enough. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, say it again. Huh? What was that? <laughs> And I'm looking right at her. You ever been there, guys? You know what I'm saying? They're looking right at her. Maybe talking, and then, and then you say, she knows now. You didn't get it. I said, well, yeah. Well, what'd you say? But I'm just saying, what's wrong with giving somebody your full attention? I mean, you work for people, and when your boss or whatever comes to you and is talking to you, do they want you on your cell phone and looking around and not paying no attention? Uh-uh. They want your full attention. And I can tell you, if you'll give your boss, if you give your wife, and you give your husband full attention, there's great reward in that. There is. So it's the same thing with God. All He's wanting you to do is give Him your full attention. That's all He's asking in these 21 days. Give me 21 days. 
This is, give me 21 days. And you can do anything for 21 days, guys. Anything for 21 days. But what would happen on the other side if you did that? Your life would be, now if you're taking medication and you, doctor's orders and stuff, I'm not telling you to do that. You follow, you know, what your doctors recommend and all that. We're not trying to tell anybody to do that, okay? But a lot of times we think we're going to die after three days with no food. I'm dying. No, you ain't dying. You okay? Trust me. I stepped on the scales yesterday, weighed 192 pounds. I'm 5'9". I should weigh it roughly. 165 to 175. Somewhere in that range is where I should weigh. Whose fault that I'm 192? <laughs> 192. Whose fault? Mine. I wasn't happy with that. Because I'm going to tell you something. I want my spiritual life to be attractive, but I want my physical body to be attractive too. They both go hand in hand. And I'm saying as the pastor of this church, and as a church period, get mad at me if you want. We're changing some things around here. Because I'm not going to be a church that's just concerned about you spiritually. I want to be a church that's concerned about you physically too, emotionally. Because this word right here teaches us that. And we should be that. And we can be that. Like February, we're going to start our financial, Dave Ramsey, in, in, in February. Yeah, we're going to deal with some finances. And I'll be the first one sitting on the front row <laughs> again. Dave Ramsey, number 10. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've watched Dave Ramsey. It's been a bunch, but I'm going to get it sooner or later. Man, our lives are a picture of the kingdom of God to the world we're around. Our lives reflect Jesus. And this is not something that Jesus asked his disciples to do. This was something that was actually expected of them. As we see, as we read some scriptures on, on Bible fasting, Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. Jesus said, and when you what? Fast. When you fast. Not if, when you fast. Don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they, they try to look miserable. Don't do that. I mean, when you go to work tomorrow, if you're doing this, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, man, I'd go out with y'all, but I can't, man. I ain't eating. <laughs> there you go. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this fast and stuff. You know, church crazy, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, no, just be happy. Amen? Just say, no, nah, man, I brought something today. We just, we just got something. You, it's your Bible. It's the Word, okay? You go eat that. So people will admire you for fasting. They do it to get attention. I tell you the truth, that it is the only reward that they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair. Hallelujah. Comb your hair. <laughs> I love the Bible. And wash your face. You've got to have a clean face. You've got to have a good do. Okay? Hair's got to be looking good. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father, who knows what you do in private. And your father, who sees everything, will what? Wow. That means if I fast, whoa, the God of the universe is personally going to reward me? What we would do for our bosses at work when they come and say, hey, hey, Bubba. I'll give you an extra thousand dollars this month if you'll work some Sundays. I'll take care of you. That must be the Lord. I better do it. My point is, is we'll jump through loops to get a reward from a person, a human. But I just read right there the God of the universe is going to reward us for doing something. He's going to reward us for doing something. 
How many of you want God in heaven to personally reward you? Amen. I do. I mean, I do. I do. Well, I can tell you, you're going to have to get the handcuffs, the water pistol. You got to look in the mirror and you got to say, body, <laughs> bad news. So bad news. You're no longer in charge. Now, I'd like to say that when you do that and you walk out, everything's just going to be hunky-dory. It's going to be easy. No. The chicken just got more attractive. Chicken wings are running around with, you know, nice clothes and perfume, smelling good, looking good, whatever. I mean, I'm saying it's just going to be, you know, when you hit the road and you're riding by restaurants, my God, it's going to be like, man, you know, Zaxby's chicken is off the sign waving at you going, hey, what's up? I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. But guys, look, anything worth getting is a struggle. If it's really worth what it says it's worth, it's going to cost you something. God personally giving you a reward. What's that worth? God himself. Wow. When you fast, God will reward you. Matthew 9, 14 says this. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will what? Jesus ain't here no more. And there was no reason for them to fast because Jesus was fasting for them. He was doing everything for them at that time. But he was letting everybody know that there's a time I'm going to be removed. Because, man, if we had Jesus walking around with us all the time, <laughs> hallelujah. Come on. I mean, I don't need to be doing no fasting and praying. I got God right here. <laughs> you know what we fasted? Hey, but come on, man. <laughs> you know, he can just tell me right then, hey, Nathan, you need to cut this out. But the thing of it is, is we're not that close to him right now. He's at a distance. Okay? He's everywhere, but he's at a little bit of a distance. So now when we fast and pray... That closes the gap. And really the gap is us because God's everywhere. The gap is usually us because we've chose to go different directions in life. Acts 13, 2 says this. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So they're fasting, okay? They're in a worship service. They're fasting, and the Holy Spirit said something to them. What about you and me? What if we're fasting and worshiping? Because I am asking you to, to do some things at the end of the message that maybe will help enhance some of this. But what if you're worshiping and talking, and you're, you're fasting, and you're putting away some things? Because it I'm telling you, you talk about something that turns the Lord on, if I could use that term, <laughs> and excites Him. It's when His people, who are called by His name, will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, and give Him 100% of their attention. Amen. Have you ever heard of Esther? Esther was a queen that was married to um, the king. Hallelujah. And um, Esther was a Jew. And the king had an evil, evil... A sidekick named Haman. And Haman was wanting to destroy the whole nation or the whole people group of Israel. He wanted to destroy all the Jews. He had a plan. And because he was so close to the king, he, he really had this plan to do this and he thought it was going to go through. 
But Mordecai, which was Esther's brother, he was on the outside looking in, came to Esther and said, Esther, you were called for such a time as this. You need to go save your people. Friend, let me let, me let you in on something. That's why when we approach God, we need to approach, approach Him very reverently. You could not go into the king's chambers unless you was invited. And if you did under any circumstance, it was immediate death. I don't care if you was his bride. You did not go to the king's chambers. And she knew this. So, so Esther said, hey, look, get all the children of Israel together fast. I want to pick it up right here. Pick it up where it says that. She says, then Esther, this is, you don't have this, Brandon. Y'all just listen here. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews that are present in Susa and observe a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids also will fast in the same way. Then I will go in to see the king without being summoned, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and did exactly as Esther had commanded. Now, friend, we don't understand that because we're not in a position to have to do that. But she's getting ready to walk into someone that if he don't hold that scepter out, she's dead. But there was a lot at stake. There was a whole country that we call Israel today at stake. Had she not did it, we may not be talking about Israel today. So that whole nation, a people group, came together and fast for a cause. Do we not have a cause in America that we need to fast for? we got school systems that are crumbling I mean, by the second. We got a government that don't even know their last name. Okay? We have so much wickedness going on in this country. We're on the brink of not even being a country anymore. Of the, of the wickedness, the morality that's been shifted in a different direction. This country is really crumbling within its, its walls, inside. And you can see that every day. The fuss and the fighting. And it's just a matter of time. Because it's biblical prophecy, it will happen. We're really the last great nation that when we do fall, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Because <laughs> we are a country that stands out on a hill. It's just really, but my point is, is they fasted, they prayed. You read the story, go to Esther 5 and finish the story out to be continued. She went in. He held it out. And it ended up, Haman got killed. But the children of Israel were saved because of that obedience. But what opened the door was fasting and praying. There's some doors in your life that need to be opened up. They've been shut way too long. You know, we got to quit living service to service. We got to quit thinking that God's just a Sunday God. We serve a God that wants to intermingle with your lives every single minute of the day. Don't matter your age, don't matter who you are. What you give is what you get. Let's finish this out. Hallelujah. Fasting will put you in a place to be more sensitive to hear the Holy Spirit and what He's wanting to say to you. Now, there's, how does this work right here? You know, uh, I want you to look at this. I got a little graph I'm going to put up. But this is what it looks like when I talk about the, because you're a three-part being. You're a body, soul, and spirit. Okay, you're made up of three parts. All right. Really, you're not a spirit. I mean, you're not, you don't have the, a spirit in you. You are a spirit. That's, that's who you are. You have a house that covers you, which is called your body, okay? And then you have a soul, which is kind of like your, you know, uh, mind and, 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 and will, emotions and stuff like that, okay? But, but it looks like this. Your body, if you could throw that graph up real quick. This right here, body, soul, and spirit. Your body connects to ourselves. That means when you're hungry, 
It lets you know you need to eat. Okay, our body has a self-mechanism to take care of itself. We're more concerned about ourselves. Soul connects you to others. Your soul is connecting you to others through media, through uh, relationships, through TV, through movies, and all. Your soul is always looking for entertainment. It's wanting to connect you to, to others. Your spirit is what connects you to God, strictly. The problem is, is the top two run our lives more than the bottom. And what a fast does is it weakens the top two. So you get a twofer. You're going to weaken body and soul. That's why I say that, you know, if you just focus on one area to fast, yes, you're going to get something out of this. But your goal eventually is to really work at taking body and soul and putting them down for a while. That means you've got to pull away from food. You've got to pull away from social media. That's the goal that everyone in this room should be looking to do. But it does not, you've got to go in baby steps, okay? Take baby steps and do what the Lord would have you to do. But the whole goal of this is for us to take body and soul and kind of push them off to the side for a little while and let our spirit grow and get bigger. And I'm telling you, if you'll do this, you're going to see some things happen in your life and change that you never would imagine. You're going to hear some whispers. You're going to hear some, some things given to you. You'll have some thoughts. You'll have some things come on that it just, it, you wouldn't have got any other way. And it'll be like, wow, all because I laid down a Big Mac. Amen? I laid down a pizza or something. One of these is stronger in you right now. Those three that I just showed, one of them are stronger in you right now. That if we could break it down and do a test, there's one of them that's stronger in you right now whether it be your soul, your body, or your spirit. My guess is because we just came out of December, which is the most self-indulging month, we're looking for the, the, the party to go to, the, the dinner to go to, the gifts and presents and you know, time with the family. I mean, we really do indulge starting from Thanksgiving all the way to the new year, okay? So coming out of that month, we probably have a body that may be kind of in control a little bit. We have a soul that may be you know, doing a little bit more than it should, you know? I think that device they put on the phone now that I love, it actually shows you how much time you actually spend on your phone. Some people I've talked to have had two and three and four hours on there, on their phone. But all I'm asking is this time, guys. I've got a few things that I just want to just kind of challenge you with. Four things to do while you're on this fast is to take the time that you would eat if you're, you're staying away from some of the pleasant food. Take the time you would be on social media. Take the time you would watch a movie and TV. And let's just worship God. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. Let us also read the Bible. Read the Bible, man. The Bible is spiritual food to your spirit, man. When you read that and it goes in, it causes you to get stronger spiritually. And what I'm telling you, when you get the heart of God on the inside of you, then others become very more attractive in your life. You begin to think about others way more because you've got the heart of God flowing through your life. Right now, because of our schedules, because of our busy lives, there's, there's really a lot more focused on what we're going to do tomorrow, what we're going to do Tuesday, what we're going to do Friday. I mean, we, we have our focus on us way too much. And all I'm asking is in this time period is just take some of your normal activity, remove some of it, and let's replace it with worshiping God, reading the Bible, getting some rest, and expect God to do something. He said He would reward you. Maybe there's some of you guys that have been praying for loved ones and praying for situations to change. Could it be, if you're expecting and you're really going in on this thing, that you could see some great results on the backside of this? Everybody could. More of God, less of us. It's a win all the time. But it's going to take some journey getting there. So I'm asking you just to take this journey with us.
and at least be open to the Holy Spirit directing you in a way that would cause you to be uncomfortable a little bit. See, sometimes we want to fast and we want to be comfortable during the fast. You ain't fasting. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to say no to something, it's got to have a little sting in my life. I got to feel it. That's why sometimes when you fast pleasant food, I don't know about you, but my belly gets to rumbling. I mean, it's, it's want some food, man. But that, that, take that time, whether it's social media, that pull to maybe go check your Facebook status or check some of that stuff. Let that be an indication to go, uh, nah. If I keep saying no to this, eventually that'll go away. It'll eventually go away. And what's going to replace that? Something spiritual. Something that will build you up. So in 2019, guys, we want to be fired up. And I want you to be happy you're doing the fast. If you're doing the fast and you're sad, don't do it. You ain't getting nothing. Be happy. Be happy, man. We serve a God that can sustain us. I'm going to pray at the end of the service, and I'm going to pray that God would give us a grace to be able to do the fast. We're going to ask God to help us. Friend, I want more than anything for everybody in this room to experience more of God. That's what you need. You don't need another pill. You don't need another program. You don't need another doctor session. You need more of God in your life. That cures everything. It really does. It will drive it all out. It will make it all better. You can't overdose on this. You can't get addicted. It will not hurt you. There is no side effects to reading too much of the Bible. No side effects. Zero. You can't worship God so much that you just kind of, they come and arrest you. It's not a bad thing. It's going to help your life. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. The minute you leave here, I'm telling you, the world's out there going, I hear, listen to that. They ain't going to do that stuff. <laughs> All the demons going, yeah, yeah, right. They ain't going to remember nothing. You've got to be the one to stand up and say change is happening. Let's make 2019 our best year. And the way we're going to do that is through spiritual as well as physical. They work together. I mean, do y'all carry y'all's body everywhere y'all go? Or do y'all get up every now and then and say, okay, body, you stay here. My spirit's going to go to work today. Your body's going with you everywhere you go. And that body is either going to get you there healthy. It's going to get you there on time. It's going to get you where you need to go. This, this is our vehicle, guys. How we take care of our vehicle is how well it's going to run. And doing this fast helps us get our vehicle back in order. Tune it up. Get the tires balanced. You know, change the oil. Hallelujah. I promise you. If you're doing a food fast, you'll be changing the oil. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. I mean, I ain't going to get into no scientific things on that, but I'm going to tell you, there's things in our bodies that have been there way too long. They need to come on out. Hallelujah. Okay? Glory to God. Well, let's go ahead and stand and let's pray. I know this is not an exciting message. Hallelujah. I like to preach you know, exciting stuff, but it's exciting for me. I'm excited about it because I just know that God is on the other side of this and He's got some things for us. And I'm telling you, if we'll just make a commitment, man, mm, our lives will be changed forever. They will be changed forever. And I'm not asking you to do this fast. I believe the Lord's asking us to do this because there's some things He wants to get to you. So today, as we sit here in this auditorium, remember your fast is not with your, your spouse or your neighbor or anybody, that kind of stuff right there. I mean, me and Belinda's doing it together, yes, okay? And we're doing the exact same things together. 
uh, because it does make it easier <laughs> than if everybody in the house is doing five different things, you know. But find something that maybe all your family can do together and let, work on that, you know. Just do it together. Because, guys, God wants to get in our affairs this year. He wants to get in all of them. But it's going to take us saying no to some things. Amen? Can y'all just say amen? Okay, I mean, we got to say no to some things. All right, hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray over each and every one of you guys, and I'm going to believe God's going to give you some grace. He's going to give you some grace to where this will not be as hard as you may think it will be. Because God can grace you and help you. Because I'm telling you, I've done the Daniel fast before, and I'm going to tell you by a week, I mean, by, by two or three days, I mean, I'm slobbering for a Chick-fil-A sandwich or something, you know. Because I, I work in the construction world, and I'm eating out all the time. I eat whatever, whenever. So now I'm putting the brakes on all of that, and I got two Mexicans that bring good Mexican food every day, and the microwave will be blowing up with good flavor, okay? And they'll be going, Nathan, you going to Moe's today? Nathan, you going to Moe's today? Which is Friday's our Mo day or our Willie's day. We go, we go have some fun. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, no, I'm not doing it, you know? And I'm not, they're not going to know. I'm just going to say, hey, look, man, I just got something else going on. I don't have to pronounce it, but it ain't easy. There can be a tug on your flesh. But every time you feel that tug on your flesh, know that there's somebody wanting to get there. Somebody's trying to keep you from there, but somebody's wanting you to let go to where he can get where that was. Remember, we want to be disconnected from the world and connected to God. The big thing. So let me pray over you guys, and we'll sing a song, and then we'll, we'll, hit, we'll hit it. We'll hit it, guys. We're going to hit it, okay? All right? I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Game on, all right? Now, no matter what it is, we're going to do this thing. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Just stretch over with your hand. Just lift them up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every single person that is in this building today. And I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that as we lay down the pleasures of this world, as we say no to the attractions all around us, as we say no, Father God, to, to things that have been holding us all year, we're asking you for grace to be able to walk this out the way you would have us walk us out. And I'm believing right now, Father God, that your grace is resting upon each and every one of us. That food is not going to rule our lives. Social media is not. Entertainment is not going to rule our lives. That from this day forward, we are saying no to the things of this world and we're saying yes to your presence. Yes to your reward. Yes to the invitation you've given us to draw closer to you. And Father, I just thank you that your will be done. Hallelujah. In our lives. And I thank you in this time, bodies will be healed. Prayers is going to be answered. Supernatural things are going to happen to each and every one of us. We just give you praise and glory and honor in the name of the great King of Kings, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen.